Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. You know, it's been said that we're a reflection of the people we hang around the most. Our income, attitude, and lifestyle is the average of the group. If you hang around champions, you become one too. Hey, everyone, it's best-selling author, speaker, filmmaker, Greg Reed, right here hanging out with my buddy, Travis Chapel. If you want to separate yourself from the 95% who dream of success to the top 5% who actually achieve it, tune into this show. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to the show. I'm Travis Chapel, and I chat with some of the world's top business influencers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs in order to crack the code of networking. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know, and that your relationships ultimately determine the person that you become. So if you want to learn the new way of connecting, if you want to fill your network with quality people and skyrocket your results, then you're in the right place, because this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. Today, I'm sitting down with Dr. Greg Reed. Greg, who received his honorary PhD in literature, is considered one of the top five keynote speakers by Forbes and Entrepreneur. He's been published in more than 100 books, which have been translated in 45 languages. Among his best-selling books are Wealth Made Easy, Stickability, and Three Feet from Gold. He can be found having a great time brewing up inspiration, occasionally breaking into song and dance, and being of contribution to those around around him. Guys, Greg is the OG of this industry. So I'm super excited to get into this conversation with him. But first, really quickly, if you are a six or seven figure entrepreneur, a speaker, a coach, consultant, a real estate investor, whatever it is, and you know the benefits of a podcast, you know how important it would be to have a podcast for your business, but you just aren't sure how to go about creating some of the back end pieces, then have me and my team build those things for you. Head over to travischapel.com slash make my podcast. And uh, there's a quick application there and then we can jump on a quick chat. After that, just to kind of see if we'd be a good fit to build that show for you. That's travischapel.com slash make my podcast. Greg, thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Absolutely. OG, man. I wish you could see me. West Coast. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be sure to we'll be sure to throw a picture up on social so there everybody knows represent what OG looks like. Yeah, exactly. So Greg, I want to I want to throw it back here. Okay, I know that you do a lot of these things, so I'm going to try to talk about stuff that you don't normally always go into on some of these interviews. So let's go way 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 back. Talk to me about 12, 13 year old Greg. What was life like for you at that point? You know, family life, uh, school, academic, sports, all that good stuff. Yeah, I grew up in the mean streets of a place called Del Mar, California on the beach. And so I don't have one of those rough and tumbles. It sounds you know. really rough, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my roughest time is the gardener didn't show up one time and I had to mow my own lawn. I mean, that's about <laughs> going therapy over, you know? <laughs> nice, nice. So in, in your high school times, what was, what was the plan for the future? What was the plan for your career when you were that age? Well, it's kind of interesting. I was not a great student. In fact, I barely graduated high school. I never went to college. That's hence the honorary degrees. And it was so funny when I was 17, I graduated. My, my dad pulls me aside and said, son, we'll send you to any college you want. Uh, anywhere you want to go, you got to go to college. I said, nope. I go, I'm going to get into sales and marketing. I go, that's my strength. And he goes, son, you're never going to make a living talking to people. Hmm. And here we are today. And I make my full living doing just that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Why, why do you think you knew that that was what you wanted to do from that age? Were you already kind of doing stuff like that in, at, uh, when you were 16, 17? Yeah, I learned how, again, to be an entrepreneur at heart. Again, you know, when I, the neighbors, I realized that they all wanted their lawns mowed. And when people couldn't show up, they'd pay $10. So I'd hire the neighborhood kids for five bucks to mow the lawn for me. You know, I, <laughs> nice. I that was just the mentality I always had. Yeah. And so, you know, growing up and growing out, that's what I saw for myself. So funny that you mentioned that. I was just on a conversation with another guy who also did landscaping when he was 16 or 17. And then that's also what I did when I was 16, 17 was, uh, that was my first business was mowing lawns. And I, I would hire the local college students to uh, do a lot of the labor for me after I sold the jobs. But yeah, I mean, huge, huge lessons that you learned there. What type of selling, what type of marketing did you get into right out of high school then? Well, I only did one job from age 20 till 40, believe it or not. I was in wow. advertising sales and I just, I just kicked ass in it. And at the end there, I started my own agency and it grew really quick and I ended up selling it at age 40 for my first, you know, multi-million dollar hit. And then the kids started asking me to speak at the colleges to tell how I did it. Hmm. And I remember I was doing a talk and I left and a young man came up to me and says, you know, you should write a book. I go, man, that's a hell of a goal. I've never really read a book. <laughs> and so I went on this venture and I, I did my first title and it, it, I was turned down by 268 publishers, agents, and distributors in a row. Wow. The 269th one said, we'll do your book. Just change the title, the beginning, the middle, and the end. <laughs> and, and I realized that you work your strengths and higher weaknesses. So I got an amazing ghostwriter who took my words and crafted them the way people had to read it. It went on to become a global phenomenon. And here we are, you know, 99 books later. Yeah, that's incredible. We kind of just glossed over the fact that you spent 20 years in that in that first career. That's a long time to do anything. And if you already had a natural inclination towards sales and marketing, I'm sure it just, you know, that long of working on that skill set uh, helped you perfect to perfect those things. What are top, you know, two or three lessons that you learned during that, during that, you know, those two full decades of your life? Great question, by the way, Travis, I appreciate that. I would say 
number one is that it's a numbers game. People understand the power of sales is that you got to get there as many times as you can. It's just like having a deck of cards and you know there's four aces. When you flip a three, you don't bitch a playing because it's a three and then the next one's a jack and the next one's an eight. You know there's an ace in there. Just keep flipping the cards. And that's mm. my attitude towards sales. And the other one was no matter what, the customer's always right. I did every single thing possible to make sure that my customer's always felt that they were first priority. And I remember there was times when I couldn't even afford to ship the orders that people did because of different circumstances. And I went and, you know, I got a loan just so I could make sure that the customers were taken care of. Now I didn't have to do it, but I knew that it was the right thing to do. And if you have to wonder if something's right or wrong, chances are it's wrong. Mm, Yeah. I love that. Talk to me about the top skill sets that you think you cultivated during that time that helped you to go on to be successful in whatever you decided to do after that. Believe it or not, the pregnant pause. Hmm. Interesting. Isn't that neat? Because in marketing and sales up on stage, that is the thing that, you know, really captivates people. The new speaker gets up and they go, and they just don't shut the hell up. And a good speaker, if you ever watch a Brian Tracy or a Les Brown or a legend, they'll say, Ba 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 ba, boom, and then stop. Right, and let the audience actually absorb it for a split second. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Why, why do you think why do you think people can't 
just stop talking? Because that, that's true in not just in public speaking, but also in sales. I, that's something I, I trained on. I, I did six, seven years of door-to-door sales before I got into the online world. And that was one thing I trained my reps on all the time is right after you're done, right after you're done talking, shut up and then stay shut up. Do not talk until they have something to say. And I would have people that just lose sale after sale after sale because they can't just keep their mouths shut. Why do you think it's so difficult? Well, it's funny. Yeah. He who speaks first loses, right? I mean, yeah, right. I are cut from the same cloth. And the reason is, is nervousness. And it's also the fear of loss. Mm. So they're so afraid of losing. Then there you go. You know, what's interesting. You know, I, I write the Think and Grow Rich series in the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Mm-hmm. And when Napoleon Hill wrote that book, the biggest chapter was called The Six Ghosts of Fear. And the biggest fear that holds people back is the fear of judgment and criticism. Yeah. And there's a bumper sticker that says, you're like, what would you do if you couldn't fail? The real question is, what would you do if you stopped giving a shit what people thought? <laughs> yeah, because that, that, I mean, that's really, that's really kind of the same question, right? Because if you didn't give a shit about what people thought, then you would probably have more confidence in the things that you tried. Because that's probably half the reason people have that nervousness anyway is because they're afraid they're going to fail just because of what other people might think of them. So if you just didn't have that, you'd have the confidence and you wouldn't have that fear of loss and you would have, you, you would have the ability to do better in just about anything that you do. Is that right? Absolutely. Even right now through these challenging times that we're going through, the realities are this is the perfect time. If you ever want to write that book or create a movie or a screenplay or a new t-shirt line, look, no one's looking in your window. They're dealing with their own situation. This right. is the ideal time to start that new business because you can do it without you know, a bunch of prying eyes. Man, that's, uh, there's so many, so many directions to take this. So let's, let's, I want to pick one here and I want to talk to you a little bit about this because I mean, 100 books is just ridiculous. So let's talk about author being, being an author and the few lessons that you would, that you've taken away from that, you know, really a journey is essentially what it is, what it's been. Uh, and, and how long you've been, how long have you been doing that now since, since you've been, since you've been writing books? Gosh, I guess 20 years now, but here's wow. the deal. I don't write books. You know, look, this is like there's no Santa Claus. An author is the person whose name goes on a book, and a writer is the person who wrote it. They're two yeah. different people. Just like Katy Perry probably didn't write the song Firework, but she's the author of that song. Sure. Well, it's the same thing. It's my ideas and it's my stories, but I hire people that work their strengths. I hire my weaknesses, right? And so the whole idea is I've been published now in over 100 books and all these different languages, even just got a star on the Walk of Fame in Vegas right next to Elvis of all things. <laughs> nice. Really cool about this process is, look, you don't have to be an expert in anything to get started. Surround yourself with people literally that play at what you, you, know, you, you would stumble at. You don't have to be an expert in anything to get started. I absolutely love that. In fact, you will not be an expert at something that you are just starting. So be okay with that and just get going because that's the only way to get better, right? Yeah. So what, of all the books you've been a part of, all the projects you've been a part of, what, what are the top few that mean the most to you? Not necessarily that have done the best, not necessarily the ones that have sold the most, but the ones that have meant the most to you. You know, the first one, because the real realities are, if I would have given up after 50 rejections or 80 or 125 or 212, I wouldn't have impacted millions of people. And so the fact of the matter is that first one of persevering and not giving up was the key element. But the biggest thing I'm proud of is one of the books I was interviewing, uh, Frank Shankwitz, founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation. And at the end of the interview, I asked him, I said, hey, Frank, what was your wish? 
He goes, what are you talking about? I go, you're founder of Make-A-Wish. What do you want? And he says, yeah. no one asked me. I says, well, I will grant your wish. Anything you want, I'll give it to you. And he says, I just want my story to be told so my grandkids know I did something. So he signed over his life rights and said, I'll make it into a major movie, but I've never made a major movie, but he trusted me. And it took six years, millions of dollars, and we just made the official ballad for the Oscars last year, and we're streaming worldwide on Netflix at this exact second called Wish Man. Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. Man, what, how was that experience? Talk, talk to me about that experience, like going from you know, never made a movie to actually making a successful film. Well, back to our original point. I never wrote a book before. I never made a movie before. I never yeah. started a t-shirt. It doesn't make a difference. The main thing is to get started. I believe that the universe rewards massive action, right? Yeah. And so that's what I did. So people go, oh, it's easy for you. Well, I didn't know what I was doing. So I sat there on this crazy thing called Craigslist. and I ran an ad and said, I'm looking for someone to write a screenplay. And someone popped up and they wrote the screenplay, ended up directing it and ended up producing it with me wow. and winning all these awards from a guy I found on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> so look, the fact of the matter is like Les Brown says, you don't have to be great to get started, but you got to get started to get great. So this is the Build Network podcast. We talk a lot about relationships and connections and already we've been, we've been, you know, even the, in just the successes that you've had that we've already been discussing, there's clearly a footprint of relationships and networking that has been uh, obviously really crucial for a lot of the things that you've been able to be successful with. And I know that you know, I know that you know, Think and Grow Rich really well. So there's a story in there that Napoleon Hill talks about with Henry Ford, right? Where he's uh, suing for libel because of all the this, uh, stuff that people are saying that's bad about him and that he's not competent and stuff like that. Can, can you, can you tell that story and then talk about how it's been applicable in, in your life? You know, a hundred percent. I, I want to go back to this power of connections because I think a lot of people miss how simple it is to make connections. And I, I want to share something with you because again, for people that don't know me, look, I, I do an event called secret knock every year and I bring in the founders of every giant organization that everyone else talks about. So if you want to you know, start a clothing line, here's the founder of bug boots. If you want to start a nonprofit founder of make a wish. Last time I did it, President Vicente Fox came in and told me how he's not building me a wall. We had private Skypes with Edward Snowden all the way down to Lamborghini flying in from Italy. And the way we did it is that the most successful people are also the most available people. Mm. If you're brand new at something, you're happy-go-lucky, you're fresh, you're cool. If you're at the pinnacle of your field, you're happy-go-lucky, you got nothing to prove. It's the people that are in the middle are the pain in the ass. Yeah. It's easier to get to the founder of Remax Real Estate Billion Dollar Corporation than your local Remax president down the street because he's filled with ego. And so I realized so for myself, true. just jump to the front of the line. And here's the other thing. 80% of every single thing we need is already within our sphere of influence. But we're always afraid. We're waiting for that perfect time. It's called a bad case of the one size. That means I'll take action and reach out once I have the opportunity, once I have the big break or money. Timing's never perfect. Open up your cell phone. That person that you met at a networking thing 10 years ago and you're waiting for the perfect time, right now, reach out to that person. Say, hey, how are you holding up? Anything I can do you know, to collaborate? Yeah, yeah. Now is always the best time, right? So, uh, so Henry Ford, right? So if you, can, if you can tell that story and then talk to us a little bit about how it's been applied in your life. Well, I'm going to be frank with you. When it comes down to Henry Ford, I've got a whole different opinion towards this stuff, especially with a lot of the things that Napoleon Hill 
talked about to his different interviews because I get to see things from a different perspective. Yeah, so please. I, and I should talk offline on that one and then we should have another conversation because I will blow your mind with the actual facts, not based on just a book, but the things that I discovered. You see, people that are listening for the first time, Napoleon Hill, when he was 23 years old, gained access to the richest man in the world, Andrew Carnegie. Mm. And he sent him on a mission by a letter of introduction to meet all of his famous friends. He sat down with Edison, Ford, the Rockefellers, Alexander Graham Bell. A hundred years later to the date, the Napoleon Hill surviving family and the foundation gave me that same letter. And so I have a Willy Wonka ticket to meet any human alive. And I've had a chance to go through the archives and read the actual handwritten notes of all the different conversations. So one day you and I should sit down and have that conversation and then regroup some of this because, you know, it would absolutely blow your mind and we'll go down a rabbit hole that will take more than just 20 minutes. Yeah, that would be amazing. That'd be amazing. And uh, maybe we can sit down. I have another, another show and and maybe we'll talk offline um, after this uh, interview and maybe set something Uh, like that. Ask me about Thomas Edison when we do that and your mind will just be blown. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. You have me intrigued, and I'm sure you have everybody listening right now intrigued. So, there you um, go. well, it's kind of interesting again because when you get to start seeing things, you know, not just in a book written a hundred years ago. That's why the Napoleon Hill Foundation tapped myself and Sharon Lecter to go on this journey. We wanted to modernize and update the teachings found in the 20th best-selling book in history. And mm-hmm. remember, you know, like Thomas Edison used to say, he said, "Never let the truth stand in the way of a good story." So I've had a chance to really examine a lot of these stories to find out the truth behind them. And when we have that conversation, we'll go deep. So let's move on and talk about the next thing. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so this is the question that I ask everybody that comes on the show, Greg, and I'm curious to hear what your uh, response will be. Do you believe that who you know or what you know is more important and why? Well, yeah, it, it's, it's who you know, it's, but as the cliche says a million times, that who knows you back, right? Mm-hmm. So for example, I remember... A year ago, I was on stage with, what was it, John Travolta teaching me the Pulp Fiction dance during the Grammys. Now, it was a great experience for me, and I know him, but he doesn't really know me. It was just an experience, one knucklehead, you know, in the past, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, right? So it's very important to, to work on your relationships, and I'll tell you how I do it. Here's how I honor my mentors. For example, I remember when I wanted to be a speaker, I went to Les Brown. I said, Les, I, go, I want to be a great speaker. Give me one nugget of something I could do to improve my game. He did. And then I hunted him down a month later and said, Mr. Brown, I met you a month ago, asked for a nugget. Here's my results. What should I do next, sir? What's the chance of him giving me the second nugget? hundred percent. Because nobody's ever done that. And by honoring your mentors, by showing what you've done, you build up a relationship. And now Les Brown calls me to this day, asking me for a counsel and opinion. Yeah, that uh, that one thing. If you're listening to this right now, if you and you, if you will do, if you will apply that one thing, it will revolutionize the relationships that you have because people are busy and people like Les Brown don't have time to give advice to a bunch of people who are never ever ever going to act on it. And so, if you can be one of those people that not only acts on it but reaches out again to let them know the amazing results that you've gotten, like he wants to help people. That that's the bottom line. Is 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 people like people that have figured this stuff out. People like Greg. People like Les. They want to help people, but they're only going to help those who want to be helped and who are willing to help themselves. And uh, and so that the man that's if you only take that one thing away from this conversation, then that one thing would be totally totally worth it. Greg, who are some people that you look up to these days? Who are some people that you would love to have a conversation with that you maybe haven't had a conversation with yet? 
Okay. I, I'm going to put a, a, a pin in that because you just said something that I, I want to expand on. Yeah, sure. And also, here's the easiest way to connect with people in today's uh, world is specificity. Look, the reason why I can open up the doors that most people can't is because I don't ask people to pick their brain, take them to lunch, buy them coffee, take them to, I, they don't know who the hell I am. Yeah. So I'm very specific in my ask. So for example, if I want to interview someone for a book called Stickability, I would reach out to the founder of NASCAR and say, listen, I'm working on a book about the power to persevere. I need 12.5 minutes of your time. I will cover all my own costs to get to you. By the time I open the door to the time I leave will be 12.5 minutes. I'm going to ask you one question, why you didn't quit when the going got tough and shut up. And guess what? The chance of them giving me that time is 99.999% because I was specific in my ask. Now here's what happens. A lot of times I'll get off stage and I'll get bombarded. People saying the nicest things but they're horrible at the same time. They go, how can I be of service? I want to help you out. I want to work for you. Well, now you're making me work for you because yep. I don't know who the hell you are. So if you came up to me and say, hey, my name's Bob. I noticed you have a half a million Instagram followers. I make memes. Let me make you two free ones. If you like it, maybe you'll use my services. Done. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you have to have that specific request. And th- by the way, if you're listening right now, this is why I'm so huge on 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 starting a podcast because it gives you that re- like that exact same thing that you just said, Greg, about about reaching out to somebody about your book is exactly how I teach people with podcasting because you it gives you the excuse. It gives you the excuse to sit down with the person that you want to connect with. You're writing a book, you're, you're recording a podcast episode, you're doing a, your YouTube channel. That's why I think everybody should be creating content, regardless of the size of your audience or how much effort or, or time or marketing you're going to put behind getting the message out there. Like Just doing these things and building these platforms can be the perfect relationship builders because they're just a really great excuse to be able to get the time of somebody who normally wouldn't be able to give you time, right? Yeah, I agree with you. And to back to your question, Charlie Tremendous Jones, uh, he was an old motivational legend before he passed away. He was a great mentor of mine. And David Corbin is my current mentor. But I, I believe everyone should have multiple mentors. For example, my tennis mentor, when we're not in you know hibernation here, he teaches me in my great backhand, but I'm not going to ask him about my financial matters. Sure. Anymore, I'm going to ask my accountant about my speaking career. So I get the very best people that are getting the results that I want for myself. And I put those people in the their place of their expertise, and then I get out of the way. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, right? Somebody's already done it, probably very successfully. So just go get some of those people around you and learn from those people. What What are a couple of the top couple of things, maybe that maybe that we have not mentioned yet, Greg, that you would say in, in terms when, when it comes to building a network of high quality individuals that constantly push you and keep you accountable to reaching your dreams and goals? What would you say? top two or three things that people listening right now should be implementing? Well, I'll give you three exact ones. One, seek, you know, surround yourself with people you have respect for, not people you have influence over. And mm. write that down twice. Surround yourself with people yeah. you have respect for, not people you have influence over. Door number one. Door number two. This is very important. Surround yourself with people that will give you counsel and not opinion. Opinions based on ignorance, lack of knowledge, and inexperience, like every family friend who's never done what you want to do, (laughs) are counsels based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship. If you go to a family friend and tell me to write a book, they'll talk you out of it to protect you, to keep you safe, and they've never written a book. If I go to Jack Canfield, who wrote Chicken Soup, he's going to say, Greg, sit down. Here's what you need to know and give you counsel. Mm -hmm. If we would spend our activity seeking counsel and not opinion, that's a day your life would change. And number three, which is a doozy, is CPC. 
It's about accountability and responsibility for every single thing that happens. Stop blaming other people, you weak little. (laughs) So here's what it comes down to. EPC stands for clues, patterns, choices. Works like this. If I go out on a date with a woman, I'm a single guy, and she's 20 minutes late, that's a clue. If I go on the second, third date, she's 20 minutes late every time, there's a pattern. Now, it is my choice to deal with it, adjust it, yell at her, break up, but it's not her fault. She's just late. It's not my job to change her. Mm -hmm. And so many people see someone with a bad business reputation, they'll cheat one of their friends, and then they'll do business with them thinking it'll be different, and then they're mad when things go awry. It's... Mm -hmm. You saw the clue pattern choice. It's the same thing as seeing a rattlesnake rattle, bite your sister, and then you pet it and you get bit and you're mad at the snake. Have accountability and responsibility, but be aware of clues, patterns, choices. And that's a perfect, perfect way to end this. And I could expound, but I feel like I would just be saying more fluff around the pointed truths that you just pointed out there. So Greg, I appreciate you coming on the show. We definitely need to set up a time for that second conversation where we can actually sit down in person once all this stuff is done and over with and uh, record something for YouTube and talk a little bit more about uh, some of those other things that we were talking about. But I appreciate you coming on the show this time around. Where would be the best place for people to reach out and connect with you? Uh, go to Instagram and just go Greg S. Reed. Tap me in there. And by the way, it goes right to my DM, just like I, I connected with you. And anyone that reaches out, the only thing I ask, I don't want to talk about the weather, what you ate for dinner, your kids. But if you got a specific question and ask a directive, a book you want a recommendation, send it my way. I'd be glad to look at you. Perfect. At Greg S. Reed over on Instagram and Reed is R-E-I-D. Definitely be sure to go over there. Guys, I can't I can't express to you how how simple it is to reach out and start connecting to some of these people. And so if you're listening to this right now and, and you haven't taken action on the last few, take action on this one and reach out to Greg. Tell him what's up. Tell him you heard about him here on the show and have a specific ask, maybe around author, uh, being an author or being a speaker or um, connecting with people. Just start taking advantage of some of these things. You, you, you don't know what you what you're missing if you uh, never actually take action on some of uh, these people's time so greg i appreciate you for making that offer thanks for coming on the show today and uh, i had a blast chatting with you talk to you soon Well, that's it for today's show. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want more advanced networking strategies, as well as an instant network upgrade, then consider partnering with my BYN Inner Circle Mastermind. There are already dozens of high quality entrepreneurs in the group, dozens of video lessons on networking, monthly calls, there's accountability crews, and more all for the low investment of just $99 a month. So head over to BYNInnerCircle.com to jump in. That's BYNInnerCircle.com. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. See you next time. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.